Bishop Barron has kind of gotten famous for, for saying, you know, for urging us not to dumb down the message of the Bible, the message of the gospel. Christianity is a smart religion. 2,000 years of an intellectual tradition, we thought really hard about why we believe what we believe. And we have a lot of smart people today who believe in Jesus Christ, and and they're writing good books, and they're creating great resources on YouTube and, and elsewhere. And There's so much out there for us to go and, and learn from, and, and uh, I think that's really what we need to be doing, is going out and be, just get better at speaking intelligently you know, about, about what we believe. Welcome to Grace in 30 on WERALP Arlington 96.7 FM. This is Ed Malik, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sal Dietrich. Sal, we had a little excitement tonight getting set up. <laughs> Ed, look, if I told you that people at Google and Facebook had invited someone into their headquarters to come and talk to them about Jesus Christ, would you believe that? What were your thoughts on that? Well, I, I would be really surprised at first. It's not a very common occurrence. And you'd probably be, there's something else here. There's disbelief, really. And, and maybe even for some, though, hope, a sense of, wow, what's going on there? And believers everywhere, let's face it, it's an undertone now in our society, and, and statistics are alarming, that many people are sort of just walking away from God, that they really have no belief at all. And that's why I'm stoked tonight to welcome a powerful movement known as Word on Fire. They're cutting through the indifference in our world. I, I know it's hard to believe, but they're here with a message about the beauty and freedom of following Jesus Christ. Tonight we're going to learn about how we might light a fire right here in the Arlington community. So tonight we're joined by Dr. Matt Nelson, the Assistant Director of the Word on Fire Institute, an organization formed by Bishop Robert Barron to respond to the rise of the nuns in our culture. Matt is a doctor of chiropractic who lives and works in Canada with his family and the author of the book, Just Whatever, How to Help the Spiritually Indifferent Find Beliefs That Really Matter. Matt joins us to talk about the spiritual indifference that is increasingly prevalent in society and the importance of what we believe, who and what we worship, and the ultimate source of truth and authority. Matt, welcome to Grace in 30. Hey, Ed and Sal, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks. This idea that someone would be invited into Google and places like Facebook to talk about Jesus in today's society, how did that happen? Give us a little bit more about that. As I understand it, this this happened actually before I came on board with Word on Fire, so I've kind of had to backtrack and, and kind of hear after the fact what how it all went down. But essentially there were some folks from Silicon Valley who really wanted to meet Bishop Barron, and so they sat down and... Um, these people had influence at, at uh, Facebook and Google, and they they had been following Bishop Barron's work for some time, and really wanted to get him into um, into those places to have him speak to to the people that work there and 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 share what it is that what it is that he does and stands for, uh, and uh, so that's exactly what happened. Um, started off with a presentation that Bishop Barron gave at Facebook on how to give a religious argument or how to have a religious argument, I think is what he called it. And then uh, only a few weeks later, he was invited out to the Googleplex to give a presentation on uh, religion in the opening up of the mind. So uh, both were very well received, and, and it was kind of the beginning of a of really things taking off for Bishop Barron outside of 
the Catholic sphere in terms of interviews and giving a chance and having a chance to speak. So um, from there, he went to Amazon and, you know, he's done some other things as well since. Yeah, it's interesting because I watched uh, some of the presentation and he talked about an argument being a way to peace. And, and he said, I know that sounds strange. And he says, you know, usually you think of two options. One is imposing religion on people. The other is just tolerating everyone's point of view. But he said to have a real argument is it's not fighting per se. It's a discussion. And he said that those sort of discussions and give and take lead to peace. I mean, obviously, you must agree, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, his idea of argument is not something negative and confrontational. It's just it's essentially giving reasons for for what you believe to be true, and you know human beings by nature are, are, are truth seek, truth seeking creatures. So um, to to sit down and make arguments and hear hear each other out um, is is really a means to peace because it's it's you know meeting each other where where you're at, and at the same time recognizing that both of you know however many are involved with this, you know, open religious discussion or what he would call a religious argument really um, is just a bunch of truth seeking creatures reasoning together, which is, you know, a natural environment for human beings to be in. And so that's kind of what we're after at Word on Fire is just to nurture this sort of non-confrontational but serious look at talking about religion again, you know, even in a public way and uh, taking, you know, life's big big questions seriously. Yeah, and it gets this point of indifference, right? Indifference leaves the heart and the soul hungry. Indifferent people say, oh, I'll just be indifferent, I'll go about my way. Most people who live in an indifferent life, especially to God and all that can be offered, find themselves very unhappy and unsatisfied. And you, you I want to dig in a little bit here because you've written a book, uh, Just Whatever, right? Helping the spiritual, spiritually indifferent find beliefs that really matter. Um, tell us a little bit about why there is this prevalence of, of indifference, why, why particularly in our business world, you know, the idea that, that folks would go to Google or Facebook and be called to speak about religion just seems so bizarre in, in today's prevalence of indifference. Tell us a bit about the book and your thoughts on, uh, on getting after spiritual indifference in today's millennials. Yeah, and also, why is it important? Why should we even care? Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, here's here's. I mean, there's a lot of things there to to talk about. But let me let me start by saying the book that I that I wrote this just whatever just, the book called just whatever, which is um, really a sort of program for speaking about religion to to people who maybe don't take religion seriously at all, um, with the at- intention of not converting them, but opening their mind up to serious reflection on life's big questions, which are at their core, religious in nature. Um, and I wrote the book because I myself, for, for a good stint in my mid-20s, early mid-20s, was, was you know, an, an indifferentist myself. I was indifferent towards religion and was kind of walking my own path um, without really taking the idea of faith seriously. Um, maybe we can talk about that in a bit, but... Um, why this indifference is so prevalent today? Well, I think there's, you know, we're still trying to figure it out, but there's a lot of factors. I mean, one factor is that now it's kind of becoming an inherited thing. I mean, now we all kind of know that the family is something that is is really not as stable as it once was with single parent homes on the rise and, you know, all all, all that. And, And so 
a lot of times, you know, there's, there's just sort of this brokenness that results in a sort of detachment from, from God and, and from faith. And, and so ultimately a lot of, you know, more kids today than ever are being raised in homes where not necessarily there's a hostility towards religion, but it's just not really something that's even entertained. And, um, so I think that that's one factor is just, just the, the nature of the family today. Religion isn't something that's being taught and nurtured, but, you know, on a more day-to-day level, you know, we, we all know how busy we are today. I mean, this world is so fast paced and I think a lot of times it's just easy to sweep the, the deeper issues under the rug and just kind of, you know, right, you know, driving home from work right now, listening to this conversation, you know, maybe some of your listeners are, are starting to think a little more seriously about life's big questions, but ultimately we get home and then things get hectic again with the kids and, and, you know, the family. And I think people just don't take the time like they used to. So, but again, there's so many factors I think at work causing this, this sort of religious apathy. So again, why, why is it important? What is it, what impact is it having on our culture, on our society, this indifference? like I said, life's big questions, which are essentially the questions about who we are, where we come from, uh, what our destiny is like, you know, questions like, were we created? You know, do we have purpose in life? Are we made for something more than this world? You know, is there life after death? What is a human person? I mean, these are all basic and fundamental questions that, you know, humanity has been asking ever since humanity has been around. And one of the unique features, I think, of modern society is we no longer give the credence we ought to to these questions. So it matters because if we don't give serious consideration to what we are as humans and what our purpose is for being here, um, you know, and whether or not there really is hope for justice and mercy um, and ultimate contentment and happiness, if none of those things are are truly something to be hoped for, that changes the whole tone of, of life and, and how we ought to live. So I think like these big questions really ultimately mold how we live our day-to-day life, and, and they also are, are the questions that will or will not leave us with, with hope and ultimately a, a deeper satisfaction and happiness. Yeah, and ultimately it comes down to, if you're a believer, salvation, right? You're either going to be saved or you're not. Right, and you know that you're an evangelical. Mm-hmm. I'm a Catholic. We're either going to be saved or we're not, and and there's no 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 doubt about it. So, you know, and I think also, I mean, you you think about just how people have distanced themselves from God these days. I mean, you go back and look at some of the deep thinkers of this in the early period. I'm talking like third century. If you do any of the reading in there, people spent days, years, simply asking about, hey, because Jesus was only a few few generations removed. Mm-hmm. And they were still trying to all figure it out. What is going on here? What We know that this happened. We know he rose from the dead. What has happened here? And that people would spend most of their lives thinking about these issues. Today, we don't. We give this a tweet or a Facebook page, and we move on. And that, that's just a huge separation. But I want to kind of get back to um, to your story because you're, you're like Edna. You know, you, you've got a career. You're, you're a chiropractor. You're a doctor. you got a young family. Um, what called you to start speaking out so boldly about Christ and, and your faith? Because like everybody else, you're a busy guy. It's a good question. That excuse me, maybe someday I'll be able to, to write a book about because it's just, I mean, the, the story is unfolding um, in a very real way as we speak here today. But, 
Um, you know, I'm 35 years old now, and when I was 25, um, I experienced a conversion um, that, that rocked my world and kind of sent me in a trajectory to where I am now. I was born in a Catholic family and pretty pretty darn good family, if you ask me. I mean, my parents, they, they taught us to pray, they taught us to read the Bible, they took us to church and and, uh, and being Canadian, you know, they must have taught you to play hockey. I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, yeah, we were we, we were we were skating as soon as we were out of the womb, pretty much. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so they taught us a lot of things that were important. But but among those things um, was to to love God and and to obey Him. Um, so I had a pretty good Christian upbringing. But when I went off to university, I actually went on a football scholarship. And uh, my my community, I guess you could say, uh, when I moved away to go to college and play football, became my football team. And, I mean, there were some real great guys that I played ball with, but a lot of them had no faith at all. And we all know what the university or college atmosphere is like today. I mean, it's highly secularized, charged with all sorts of uh, notes of individualism and and I just kind of got I succumbed to the to the temptations of the culture over time and eventually ended up just straight up walking away from the faith and you know, got to the point where I was rather skeptical about the existence of a personal and loving God who cared about my life and was active in my life and you know I started to question the existence of Jesus not to mention you know whether or not he was a savior or not I mean you, you can only get there this idea of Jesus being, you know, your Lord and Savior, if you believe he actually existed. And so these were kind of some of the things that I began to to think about. But at the same time, I was really wishy-washy. I mean, I just didn't take the time to, to really solidify where I stood. So, um, you know, one day I would be darn near atheism, but then the next day I would be reading my Bible, trying to look for inspiration. And um, the next day, you know, I'd see God as a sort of like, impersonal force that explains all the beauty and order in the world but impose no demands on my life and you know the next day i just didn't have a clue what i thought so it was all over the map but i was 25 though um you know long story short i was kind of in the music scene and and had been in a band for a couple years and at one point i was asked by my hometown uh, parish to assist with a with a weekend retreat and they asked me to just help out with music, which I, I you know, I, I said yes and immediately wondered why the heck I would involve myself with a Catholic retreat at this point in my life. But I wanted to play music, and so I ended up showing up with no plans on taking part with the uh, spiritual stuff, with the prayer and praise and worship. And uh, I helped out over the weekend, and by the end of the weekend, I just had had this massive conversion that ultimately... Um, had its sort of pinnacle in the confessional where I was, you know, moved to, to see the priest and and give a good sacramental confession for the first time in my adult life. And uh, that was the beginning. I was kind of hit with a lightning bolt, you know, and that was the beginning of this. So I started to read and reinvestigate these big questions, you know, about Jesus' existence and the nature of God and whether there's good reason to even believe God exists and um, you know, all the all the answers started to come to me, and I started to started to discover that there was truth in this. And um, you know, over time, started to write more about what I was finding out, and and talk more about it. And over time, I ended up writing this book and, and getting called on to the team at Word on Fire. So, um, 
and all that all that amidst studying for chiropractic and uh practicing for four years of the rapidly growing practice that had been you know i took over a practice that had been around for 40 years with a large patient base working closely with the local physicians and physiotherapists and you know have it was all there um for me to have a successful career and lucrative career as a chiropractor but uh this past december uh i closed the clinic and and uh so if, by the way, if there's any American chiropractors want to come to Canada and take over, I'm still looking for someone to take over this <laughs> small rural practice in Canada. So, but uh, anyways, yeah, the so, vocation God has called me to is not what I expected. But it sounds like we always talk about the you know God naming people, you know, giving us a name that indicates our vocation or our work higher purpose, and it just seems like mm-hmm. engaging indifference is is your name. I mean, what would what would you say is your name, and and what have you learned about engaging people? You know, working with Robert Barron and just doing what you've been doing on your own, you know, how, how should a Christian engage people in a, in, a, in a thoughtful, loving way with respect and all, and instead of what we're seeing a lot of in the media these days? Um, you know, I think a lot of times we, we, we know what we got to do. You know, for, for those that are listening that are married or, or, or maybe they're dating somebody right now, you, you'll learn pretty quick. Um, if you're not willing to listen to your significant other, you're going to have problems. And uh same thing applies to, to us when we talk about religion is it begins with allowing the person across the table from you to speak. And, uh, you know, I think that's number one is, is really establishing that you're not there to um, just throw hurl objections in the other direction. You're not there to give a monologue or, or a lecture, but you're interested in the conversation. And you're even interested in not having the last word. And I think over time we build relationships and relationships then earn us the right to start showing where we disagree and offering real arguments to show here's why I think I'm right on this issue and why I think you're misled. And, you know, it's, it's amazing how much people will open up and, and uh, you know, reconsider their position once you've earned that respect and that right uh, to, to offer some objections. So ultimately I think that's what it is, is evangelization is all about building friendships. There's, there's, a, you know, these disturbing trends, right. Of people, especially in the millennial generation, generation X, what some might, might call the rise of the Facebook atheist. And it, there's a Pew study, uh, survey, uh, found that 40% of those uh, atheists that they surveyed were under the age of 30 and nearly 80% under the age of 50. So why do we see this rise in in the youth? And one of the things that strikes me at Word on Fire is you all make a big point about the beauty of God, that sort of moment where you realize you have to be in the presence of a God, right? It's sort of like that climbing the, the 14er and, and uh, uh, in uh, the Rockies and realizing, I, I, wow, I, I'm just in the presence of something far bigger um, how do we start pulling people into that beauty of God when they're just walking away, as it, as it seems, uh, at a whim? Yeah, these are great questions. Uh, the first question about the the uh, unaffiliated, excuse me, the unaffiliated, and just this growth in skepticism and indifference. You know, again, I, it, it is shocking. The the you know the it's shocking, but at the same time, not surprising. You know, the lower the, dem- the younger the demographic, 
the the more dire the statistics get you know and and so it's it's our young people people that are really pulling away and interestingly enough the you know the pew research forum and um other major research groups have done a fair amount of sociological work on the religious landscape in the united states and canada and what what their research is showing is that a lot of times the the number one or at least one of the number one reasons why people are becoming kind of disengaged with religion is is because they don't buy the teachings like they don't they don't believe what christians believe or what catholics believe or what any religion believes and so they're they're opting to just not be religious and to you know completely disaffiliate so i think like for us this is a call to to you know basically you know bishop Barron has kind of gotten famous for for saying you know for urging us not to dumb down the message of the bible the message of the gospel like christianity is a smart religion 2,000 years of an intellectual tradition we thought really hard about why we believe what we believe. And we have a lot of smart people today who believe in Jesus Christ and, and in his church and and, um, and and they're writing good books and they're creating great resources on YouTube and, and elsewhere. And There's so much out there for us to go and, and learn from and, and uh, I think that's really what we need to be doing is going out and be, just get better at speaking intelligently you know about about what we believe um so i think you know that's that's a big thing but what was the what was the second part of your question there well again it, it there's a big emphasis at the word on fire movement about the beauty oh, the of god beauty. right beauty of the god right. there's this uh, this objective beauty that we just can't deny that there's a god how, how right tell us a little bit about that because i'll tell you it's working for you guys i mean i, I was telling ed before the show that there was a a PBS aired a series that uh, you all had put together on Catholicism, mm-hmm. and if who would have ever thought that PBS would be no. running a series that evangelizes the Catholicism in, in the in the the past few years, and yet people see that. I mean, they took a lot of flack for doing that actually in the aftermath, and it's just the quality and the beauty of what you all are projecting resonates across the secular world. Tell us a bit about what your strategy is there. We've got a few minutes, and then we're, we're going to kind of give you a chance to give a call to action. Sure. Okay. Well, you know, yeah, beauty is its one of the one of the fundamental values of, of our ministry. One of the reasons why is because Bishop Barron has identified that, you know, human beings desire truth, goodness, and beauty. That's just across the board. We all desire those things. Um, but we live in a sort of complicated culture where relativism or the, the idea that truth is not an objective thing, that truth is kind of just what we create in our own minds, um, and that to tell somebody else they're wrong and you're right is deeply offensive, and you know some people would even say a form of violence. Um, offering right off the bat truth or goodness in the sense of this is what's good and this is what's bad it's tough. It's it's not a, it's not an easy culture to to start with truth or with goodness. At least goodness in the sense of taking a position, a hard a hardline position on what's good and what's bad. Obviously, being good in the sense of um, loving and and generous is is always going to have a good effect. But what Bishop Barron has recognized is that beauty is is a, still a meeting place where many times both the re- religious and unreligious will come together and be able to say, yeah, that's beautiful. It's it's a portal of entry that can be used now 
um, to meet people where they're at. And you just kind of think about, I remember like as a kid watching, watching hockey games, you know, and there's, there's, even if you don't know what exactly is going on down there, it's fast and it's changing direction and it's exciting. And there's a, you know, a kind of a real beauty to it that you first connect with. And then over time, as you kind of fall in love with it, you start to ask more questions about well, what are the rules here and why are the rules what they are? And beauty often is just that sort of non-imposing, uh, subtle way of entering into a sort of deeper relationship with something or someone. So that's, our, that's, that's what we try to do. And, and that really struck me when I first joined We're on Fire a little over a year ago is how serious in every conversation we have about any new project or any new product that we're trying to create to help people in their journeys of faith beauty is always at the forefront you know the question is always asked how can we make this beautiful and if it's not beautiful it's not for us we're actually winding out of time it always goes by really fast can you quickly give us 30 45 seconds a a call to action a challenge what's the deepest thing that's on your heart right now to share yeah i think i would just say you know to all those first of all who are listening who are christians who believe that jesus christ is their lord and savior and um, has given you know given their life over to to living with with Christ in the center. I would just say, don't forget your duty to evangelize. Don't forget that you, by by the very virtue of the fact that you're a Christian, you're also a missionary. Um, so get to know why you believe what you believe, and in a kind and generous, but you know bold way, as Saint Paul would say, speak about your faith with courage and and. Tell people why you believe what you believe, and invite them to consider um, a conversation with you about that. And and just real quickly to those who don't believe, well, let's say that's your starting point. But now ask yourself: Are you taking life's big questions seriously? And if not, how come? And look for somebody who will have those conversations with you. Because there's, I, I know for me, I was once in you know a non-believer, and um, when I really started to ask big questions, my life was changed immeasurably and and i would just hope the same for you matt thank you so much for joining us i I hate to cut you off um love what you have to say and what you guys are doing listeners can find out more about the word on fire institute at either wordonfire.org or wordonfire.institute a replay of our show can be found at the graceand30.com and wera.fm websites as well as on itunes and stitcher you've been listening to grace and 30 on weralp arlington 96.7 fm have a great night and And be be sure sure to tune tune into Grace. grace